Well, hello, everybody, and I'm delighted to have around the table, well, virtual table today, Mike Evans from where, Mike? Right now, Villa Burka, <laughs> uh, in the north part of Vaudois. And you were the director of? I first came with Operation Mobilisation, then the Billy Graham campaign, up until retirement, principal of the Bible School in Geneva, and now with the French branch of Gospel Coalition. And David Niblack. Who is here? I'm uh, working at the Bible school, the same school, kind of the resident dean of students, where I was a pastor in the Chicagoland area. So we have two of the finest theological minds with us today. <laughs> what does it say in scripture about not mocking? <laughs> Guys, thank you for agreeing to do this. So we're going to talk about uh, coronavirus. I mean, Mike, you've lived through many things like this, haven't you? The Great Plague of 1846. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yes, and the Spanish fever and <laughs> practically everything. <laughs> but I wanted to ask, how do you interpret what's going on at the moment with this virus biblically? You know, is it judgment? Is it a sign of the end times? Is it just a random thing that's happening? I think the first thing for me, Martin, would be just to, to take one step back. And when Jesus says in Luke 12, you know how to read the signs in the heavens as regards what weather will be like, and then goes on to say, what you don't seem to know what to do is to read the times in which we're living. Mm -hmm. Like one of the dangers for us as Christians is that we do just take uh, things like this as being random and we don't consider what is God doing and what is God saying? And I think that is one of the questions we have to ask. Indeed. David? I would say that in the same way, just take a step back and to realize that we have lived an incredible amount of blessing. The fact that we have the health we do, I mean, God gives us a lot. And yet, we know from, from the beginning that the creation is deeply fractured, that because of the sin, there is a, a deep problem. And I think God does send these things to remind us how fragile our lives is, how much we are dependent, I mean, moment by moment on his goodness, upholding our, our society and giving us life. And so when I think he's in control of this, and it's a, it's a good reminder for us to say, okay, where is my hope? I think sometimes these things are very revealing for what, what really is our functional security. We yeah. can affirm lots of good things, right? We can say, yes, so we can sort of click like on lots of yeah. truths about God. Something like this comes and we're forced to really think through, okay, where is my security? Where is my hope? Yes. And if I'm panicking, it means my God is not coming through for me. And uh, I think these are good times. In the midst of tragedy, one of the students at the Bible school just lost her grandfather. And so we are grieving with her. And at the same time to come back and remember that God is our refuge. Yeah. What about what the Bible says about the Lord's judgment on nations through stuff like this? Well, I think that the Bible does. The underlying line for me is that God is in control. He is sovereign. Nothing takes place without his permission. Then one can conclude, well, God does work through these things in providential judgment. Where it becomes dangerous is when we try and apply or be too precise in the way we think about that providential judgment. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of the, the traps that we can easily fall into and say, well, this is a judgment of God on our notion because of. I think that would be dangerous. That we admit that it would be a providential judgment and that God 
through it, calls people to himself, yes, but don't let us get into the nitty-gritty of some prophecies. David, would you anything to that? Yeah, I like what Mike says there. I think it's easy to want to blame something and find a scapegoat and to quickly start to think, okay, we can identify here God is judging this or that. I think that's what's really dangerous. The Bible presents God as judging in different ways. There's a future judgment. There's also the judgment of sin itself, God giving people over to sinful lifestyles. And I think there can be natural things like this that remind us that life is a gift and that God has the right to take it away from us and use that to wake us up and to, and to in a sense, that judge us. And uh, so I think it's, it's important to remember this, not just we can't just point the finger and say, okay, this is because of this, um, but rather come back to the, the reality that in our sin, we deserve God's judgment and God is offered grace to us. And uh, how, do we, how do we respond to that? How have we responded to that? That's one of the questions that uh, Jesus confronted. Did these people sin more than others because of? And he immediately replied, no. But if you don't repent, judgment will fall on you at some time. Yeah. Again, as David was saying, it is this wake-up call for us to realize, hey, but what about you? This could have been you. This could be you. I like, Mike, what you were saying about you know, the Lord being sovereign in all of this. We were just in the early chapters of Mark's gospel with our student group. And you know, Mark presents Jesus as the one with authority over demons and sickness and life and death and nature. And God is in control of what is going on at the moment. That is one of the truths that we have to appropriate. I mean, I'm 76, therefore I'm in the risk factor. Now, coronavirus will not depend, therefore, on my age or risk factor. It depends on a sovereign God and what he allows to happen in my life. And I have to appropriate that truth and not get carried away by statistics, age factor, uh, and this, that, and the other. Yes, indeed. I can ask you about, you know, could this be a sign of the end times? Jesus in Luke 21 talks about in the last days, there will be pestilence, there'll be disease in the nations. In Revelation chapter six, the fourth rider brings pestilence in his wake. Is what we're seeing now a sign that we are in the end times? When you look closely at what Jesus is saying in those passages, it seems to me that he's saying, when you see these things, don't panic. The end is not yet. You're in the final chapter, but it's not like here's the chronology and now we know it's going to happen next year, next month or tomorrow. I think in the overall thrust is stay persevering, stay connected, don't panic. God's in control. God's going to work out the end time just according to plan. And so we shouldn't be, how does the proverb go? The wicked flee when no one chases them, the righteous are bold as lions. I think knowing the sovereignty of God is not a fatalistic, oh, great, God's doing something terrible here and he's in control. Not at all. We know a God who's loving and who's kind and who's in control. And therefore, we can be courageous. We're not going to be susceptible to this panic, even if we see these things happen. Amen. Mike and David, thank you so much.